You are listening to Crosstalk. A safe place to discuss addiction, recovery, harm reduction, and everything in between. Support for this podcast comes from the Kentucky Opioid Response Effort and Advocates of Recovery. Content and production by the team at Turning Point Recovery Community Center. Now, buckle up and get ready for the show. Welcome everyone to Crosstalk Recovery, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm Matt Lewis, and I'm here with Nathan Brockett, Lawson Niehoff, Rocky Doom. Hey guys, welcome. Uh, I know Rocky and Lawson from going through Centerpoint. Uh, Rocky was working there when I got there. I looked up to him. He, I really respected him. He showed me how to have fun in recovery. He was a shining example to me coming through that program. I really appreciate him being there. Uh, Lawson and I went through there together. Um, I love these guys. Rocky is the national chapter director of YPR, and Lawson does something with YPR. <laughs> but we wanted to have them on here to kind of talk a little bit about their story, uh, their recovery, and to tell us a little bit more about YPR. I know we've had Lawson on before. He talked about it a little bit. But we wanted to have someone who really knew what they were talking about on here. Wow. So we have uh, Rocky. Wow. <laughs> yes. I love the singers. Uh, that's why I enjoy doing the ones with these podcasts with people I know. Because I can have a little more fun with them. And I uh, still talk about serious stuff. So, uh, Rocky, tell us a little bit about how you got started in recovery, well, you know, and your story, and maybe a little bit about YPR. All right. Um, yeah, thank you for your comments there. I appreciate that. <laughs> you guys are definitely what kept me going while I was working at Centerpoint, that's for sure. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I mean, my story is so similar to many others that are out there, you know, for years and years, drugs and alcohol just ruled my life and everything that I did. And and somewhere along the way, um, that turned into a little bit of involvement with the justice system, who was was, uh, (laughs) nice enough to sit me down at at, uh, Centerpoint for um, six months. I tried different, like, short-term abstinence-based programs before, and it just didn't click because I didn't want it at those points in time. Um, but I got to center point and I don't know, there's just something about, uh, the amount of love that exists in yeah, that building yeah. that just completely shifted. Well, you guys know, you've <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. all been there and know what I'm talking about. And that, uh, if you're, if you're serious and willing, that place, um, can be a good vessel for you to completely change your life. I believe that wholeheartedly. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. You know, I can remember when, uh, um, my probation officer um, <laughs> told me that I had to go to Center Point for, for six months. I can remember I started crying in her office, and, and she said, oh, you never know, sweetie. Some people get there and like it so much they stick around. And I can remember, I, you know, thinking she has lost her mind. There's there's no way I'm staying a day longer than six months. Um, and then something happened, and that six months turned yeah. into, um, well, living in the building for almost almost two years. Um yeah, you almost had the record, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, but uh, And then after that, I was fortunate to get offered a job at Centerpoint um, working there. And uh, uh, I loved what I did. I loved everyone that I was involved with. Um, but I, in a sense, I think I made that my recovery. Like mm-hmm. all of the things that we all know that yep. we should do, um, I stopped doing those things. And uh, that quickly took me right back to where I'd been before and it was it was really quite scary because that happened in such a short time i mean i'm talking like zero to icu in a matter of days um and it it really floored me and when uh after that happened um there were some folks there at center point uh who came to my house and 
got me out of bed and took me to the hospital um, and then wanted to, to see me get help, I think. Uh, unfortunately, with that situation, um, I lost my job there at Centerpoint, but um, a couple of years prior to that, I'd been offered an opportunity to start a chapter of Young People in Recovery here in Paducah. Yep. Um, had no idea what I was getting into, no idea what the organization was or what they were all about. Um, and when I had that, that uh, recurrence of use last summer, YPR reached out and said, we care about you. We want to support you. How can we get you through this? That's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah it's a, it was a completely different reaction from anything I'd ever experienced with any employer before right. in, in yeah. terms of my substance use disorder. And um, so I, I went back to treatment um, to the uh, Fuller Center over in Mayfield for 28 days. And that was that place was incredible. Um, you know, I was really reluctant to go just I'd been doing everything I should have been doing for, mm-hmm. for almost three years. And, um, and there was a lot of guilt and shame and embarrassment that came with that. But I can't say enough positive things about um, Matt Lacefield and Daniel Sams there at, mm-hmm. at Fuller and, all, and, and Ricky Martin and all right. the other folks yeah. that work there. I mean, they were, they were instrumental in helping me during that month or so just to sit down and focus and get back on track. Um, so that's what I did, um, and then after that, um, there was a position that came open with uh, YPR as the national chapter director, um, and I absolutely love it. I'm so fortunate today that I get to work with not just our chapter here in Paducah, but chapters all across the country and see the amazing things that our chapter leads are doing and the difference that they're making in their communities. Um, and YPR is one of those organizations that is so very open-minded they introduced me to aspects of recovery that i would never considered before right yeah um and when i was willing to open my mind to that and and see like you said as you were introducing there you know for for all pathways of recovery yeah um i was very much set in stone on 12 <laughs> steps are the only thing <laughs> yeah. that work yeah. and it's the only thing that can work and, and for me that is the case um but i know for for others um we really have a, a responsibility, I feel like, to meet people where they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and YPR has just been amazing in helping that happen. Um, and I love getting to, getting to sit down and talk with people and work with people that, um, that have so much potential and just haven't yet realized that they have potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can even, I think of examples with each of the three of you, too, from, from seeing that happen. Stop just it. To, no, seriously, just getting to see those light bulbs come on and to see that shift start to happen over a period of time. Yeah. It's, it's one of the most beautiful experiences I've gotten to be a part oh, I agree. of, is to watch changes like that in people. Um, and today, that's what keeps me going, to get yeah. to continue to do that and see people reach their potential. Um, some, it takes a little longer than others. <laughs> it's okay, Bubba. <laughs> we love you, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of uh, the abbreviated version of what happened and how I got to right. YPR and, and what I'm doing now. Yeah. Small setback for a big comeback, huh? I, I guess so. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can dig it. You know, talk about the potential thing. You always used to say that. I remember in uh, your, your lead you would get, it says you look out, all the people that were watching, and all you see is potential. Yeah. What other people see yeah. us is, is, is that, you know, bottom of the barrel type, and you see us in that different light. And that was always a big motivator because that, that kind of changed my mind as to the outlook of, of how people view us. You know, there's people that really care about people that are, are trying to do something different, and you're one of them. And, you know, as monumental as you are for all three of us, I can only imagine – the hundreds and hundreds of other people you've touched just by you know just being there and caring about these people. You know, some people didn't have that, like me. I didn't. I didn't have that. And then to come to a place at center point that is just surrounded by people that really do care, just kind of switched it all up, made it a little easier. You know what I mean? So I yeah, 
Yeah, I know you were like uh, heavily involved with Rocky and YPR yeah. when I was coming through there. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Like Rocky, one of the favorite things you did that I took from from the program was when you did the uh, the morning meditation where you read On Awakening, oh, yeah. really slow and paused, and everyone was supposed to close their eyes and kind of breathe and like take it in. And that was the first time I actually heard that reading because you know everybody just reads it so fast and then they're saying the same grateful things they always were saying but that like took it in and i started doing that on my own and that really changed the way i looked at not only meditation but looked at those readings and started actually absorbing that stuff so i always always enjoyed that and then once we started going to ypr or at uh, where yeah. turning point used to be and we just were having fun, you know. It was like not every meeting was a serious meeting. Sometimes we'd play games, and it was just you felt comfortable. It was a safe space. It's that extra avenue of support that I think is so important that, you know, like that's what we say we would support all forms of recovery. And it's like all those people could come together. Something I really push for here is, is unity between these different mm -hmm. programs, oh, man. Yeah. It's always – it's just people who are trying to change their lives for the better, you know, and they should be supported in every, any way that they can. I don't feel like there should be these people telling, no, you're not doing it right, or we don't want to have you here, or all this division doesn't do anybody any good. No. So, no. anyway, Lawson, what got you into YPR, man? <laughs> I know, like, we went through it together, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's hear um, your side of it. <laughs> for me... Much like Rocky, I ended up at Center Point by mistake through Department of Corrections. Um, oh, I don't think that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mistake for me. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Whoops. It was definitely a mistake you for me. You slipped and fell on the Center Point. Yeah, right? I got there and I was like, fuck, what am I doing here? Um, but no. Um, we got our cuss word. Ta-da! <laughs> uh, but no, I just, I had been at uh, Center Point for a little bit and... Man, it just, um, I was not very interested in the whole AA thing at all. It was kind of like you were sharing before. It was almost like they were telling me what to do, how to do it, when to yeah. do it, all that. Much like all of Centerpoint is, <laughs> because it's trying to teach you how to change your life. Yeah. But yeah. Um, with YPR being as free-flowing as it is, that was the biggest part for me. Um, you come as you are, you leave as you are, hopefully a little bit better, Um and we're open to anybody. Yep. It doesn't matter what your background is, what type of recovery you want. Um, like, we accept people from any form of recovery, period. Yep. Whereas, like, with AA, there's closed meetings where if you're not an alcoholic, they don't yeah. want you. Um, and to me, I don't think that anybody who's wanting a better way of life should be denied for any reason. Absolutely. Um, if you're doing anything to make yourself better, I think that you should have those avenues of support, like you were saying. Um, but, no, I was I was just at Center Point, kind of burned out on the whole AA thing because you go to a lot of meetings there, um, constant classes, constant meetings. And then I went to my first YPR meeting my first week there, and um, I was still in SOS. And I remember, like, just how open it was and um, just – YPR helped me to realize you can have fun in recovery. It doesn't have to be dead serious all the time, kind of like you were saying with these podcasts. Whenever you have people you know on here, you have a lot more fun with it versus the business, <laughs> the yeah. serious side of it. And that's what I need in recovery because if I'm not having a blast, then yeah. I'm not very interested. I get it. So Definitely. that's what got me to YPR. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. 
Did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely? Here at Turning Point, we don't want you to ever be lonely either. That's why we are open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Always feel free to come hang with our friendly staff and don't forget your guinea pig. We're located at 415 Broadway Street, downtown Paducah. Did you know that recovery from substance use disorder and mental health go hand in hand? That is why the caring and compassionate mental health professionals at Four Rivers Behavioral Health in Paducah are here to help you find your balance. They are proud of you for making the changes necessary to live a healthier life and would love to see you reach your full potential. Give them a call at 270-442-7121 or stop by the downtown location at 425 Broadway in Paducah, Kentucky. PR used to be the meetings that everybody needed to go to yeah. when we was at Centerpoint. And, you know, I know y'all can attest to this, you can too. When we were going through, you weren't leaving the building. Unless you wanted to oh, go to, yeah. you wanted to go to the, the Midtown Big Book study with little John and them, <laughs> or you wanted to go to YPR with Rocky, yeah. and so I, I remember just running around and ripping to everybody, "Hey, y'all need to come out to this meeting. It'll get you away from the building." And that was that was the seller seller yeah, ticket oh, right sure. there. But um, you know, a couple years ago, and I, I know y'all have heard this a thousand times, but just for the sake of the podcast, why YPR affects me so much to this day was that was my first outside meeting, and. Um, I know you remember this. We were at the old turning point on Kentucky Avenue, and we had that little meditation thing we did. And uh, so we, we sat with uh, the guided meditation playing on the phone for about, what, 10, 15 minutes, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just thought about things. And then you would ask the question, you know, where do you see yourself? In, what was it five years, I believe? Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my turn came around to, to share what I saw, and I specifically remember saying that, you know, in the next five years, I want to be working in recovery, and uh, I have a kid. I remember, you remember that? Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll be damned if that is not exactly where I'm at today. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's – I'll never forget that. I, re- I remember all those just – like, it was almost like a, a time for decompression. Like, as Austin's talking about, it's constant. You know, all day, just same thing over and over, same personalities that you have to yep. deal with. Mm-hmm. But when you get to YPR, it's just all that goes away. And it wasn't as much of a, of a whining session about Centerpoint. It was we got to talk. We had a different venue and a different thing, a different discussion than we did through the doors of 530 County Park Road. And that was, I don't know, it was, it was such a it's, – it's easy to say that, that you know, we, we support all pathways to recovery – but when we go into places like that, and there's people that actually come and support, like family members. I remember seeing that. You didn't have that at Center Point. Yeah. They had family members there repping for the people that were there trying to get help. I never, I didn't think people could do that because it, in my mind it was just like you had to be a, a drug addict or an alcoholic to even come to these meetings. But then you got people over here patting you on the back saying, you know, hey, I'm just here to support you. It's cool seeing the community involvement and all that kind of thing too. You know, but I think people know who YPR is. It's not just like, hey, we're, you know, you got your, your Brown Streets, all these other meetings we go to, but YPR is, is a national thing. It, I think that's so cool that it's just, you know, when, when you did the, when we was doing the chapter lead stuff back at Centerpoint, all the different ways they get involved, like harm reduction, you know, mm-hmm. housing and all that stuff. It's crazy. It's cool to see people just doing things for recovery and not just abstinent-based or, or you got to be on this. It's got, it's, it's just all forms. And I think that's the way people get better, genuinely get better, is knowing they're supported in any fashion, as long as they want to live a better way of life, you know. So 
I, I, just, I love YPR. It's, it's good stuff. <laughs> I like how people want to be involved. People want to be involved with YPR. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's, that's a good part for me, man. I like that. And that's one of those examples of, like, that potential that we talk about. Like, I remember when you first got there, yeah. like, going into recovery and having a baby, those were nowhere on your <laughs> radar whatsoever. <laughs> uh, you know, no. and then and then that, that shifted yeah. somewhere along the way. And, and those folks you were talking about that, you know, family members and that kind of thing, we call them recovery allies. Yes. Um, that's kind of the N-word now, mm-hmm. I guess. But, but we've used that term for, for quite a while. Um, and a lot of our folks that like organize and lead chapters across the country may not even be in recovery. Um, it's just impacted their life in some way. So we have, mm. you know, chapter leads and, and pro- program managers and things like that that are, that are recovery allies. Um, and what, what's so important about people like that is that they help us to eliminate some of that stigma that's yeah, out there. Because mm-hmm. we've all dealt with that. You've oh, of course. You've been <laughs> judged in some way, shape, or form as a direct result of, of what you were doing mm-hmm. during that time. And having... Having people in our corner and on our side that are not like us, mm-hmm. but realize that potential and are willing to set other it's people important. straight sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, it's definitely important to change that whole, that whole mindset. Yeah. And, you know, for a, for a small town like Paducah, and I say small town in, in <laughs> comparison to some, some other places, like that, that idea or that concept that there might be something out there that will help someone to right. continue to live that is not AA or mm-hmm. NA has not really been embraced that much. Um, and I think we'll, I think we'll get there. Oh yeah. You know, there are, we're, we're seeing, um, just a whole, you know, all pathways, just seeing something completely different, a new, a new type of thing that's being set up that is a, um, like a safe space for using. Um, and I couldn't imagine trying to yeah. roll one of those out here in Paducah. I mean, the, yeah. the, the backlash that we'd have from that and the uproar of the community would be in. But I think that eventually, like, we're going to keep burying our friends and our family members if we don't start embracing other ideas like that. That's that a good idea. Yeah, honestly. I mean, that's why we get we work with harm reduction yeah. around here so yeah. much mm-hmm. that you know, there's stigma attached to that. And But it's so important to do that. Uh, and that reminds me of the one of the videos we used to watch in White Bear that you showed stigma many times. Video. The stigma video. Stigma it was a powerful video. video, man, that just a lot of people can relate to because we've all felt that on some level. Yeah. Um, so where I know that y, YPR is based, started in Colorado, right? Yes. Uh, where are the chapters? Are, are they everywhere? Is there, like, certain spots that they're only, like, for people who might want to look, get involved? Yeah. Do you want to answer that one or...? Um. <laughs> I'll go research, <laughs> Bobby. I don't know exactly where all it's at. Right. We're testing the waters here to see right. uh, see where Lawson's at. We'll get you back in training. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we have we have chapters all across the country um, in 19 different states right okay. now. Um, we're at 74 chapters. Um, some of our chapters are chapters similar to the Paducah chapter where. Um, the engagement is really just in, uh, I shouldn't say just in, because they're so very important. Um, all recovery meetings and pro-social events, those activities mm-hmm. where we get together and just have fun. Um, workshops, you know, you talked about yep. some of those. Like, we have workshops that we offer for um, to just look at the impact that education or lack of education can make in someone's life <laughs> or uh, employment harm reduction mm-hmm. we do a whole workshop on reducing stigma and trying to change some of our language so we get away from yeah. some of those terms out there that that equate to so many negative yeah. thoughts um 
So we have chapters that do that, and then locally we'll be involved in some type of um, advocacy event, Mm -hmm. so looking at something within that community that they'd like to see changed. And some of those are on a very small scale, and some some of our chapters are doing incredibly huge things with that. It really just depends on the area. Right. Um, Obviously, what we need here in Paducah is going to differ than our chapter in Los Angeles, of course. Um, So, But then the other chapters that we have are chapters that – um, offer YPR programming. And so we have three different types of programs that we offer for folks out there that are all uh, life skills curriculum um, really? for individuals that are in recovery from a substance use disorder. Okay. Um, the first one of those is called EPIC. Um, and so our EPIC training is for, that happens a lot in treatment centers and, and different places like that. Then we have a Phoenix program that is life skills um, training for folks that are justice involved, so probation, parole, drug courts, um, those types of things. Um, I will take a moment. I've just got to get this plug in there and say our Phoenix programming is so much better. Like, we all know the the life skills Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we have to teach it. Yeah, you know, like what to take like 20 uh, minutes. Okay, you're God. a certified instructor. <laughs> yeah. uh, and ours is a little more in depth with, than that. But our, uh, our Phoenix program um, is it's constantly up to date. You know, we have numbers out there that show the success rate. Of, we'll look at somebody on um, their level of employment or education when they first started Phoenix versus what it's like at three months and six months in a year. Um, and there's just constant increases across that. So we've really got wow. some room in Kentucky to grow. That oh, yeah. portal new direction training that the yeah, Department yeah, of Corrections yeah, has yeah. issued is, um, <laughs> <laughs> it could use some work. There you go. Um, but uh, anyway, that's so with that Phoenix training, for a lot of folks, that's satisfying their requirement of whatever it might be if they're justice involved. And then the last one we have is brand new for us, uh, and it's called My Future is Epic. And this is for... Um, adolescents age 14 to 18 that either are misusing substances Mm. already or are at risk of developing a substance use disorder. Um, And in in that program there, we have sort of some additional tracks that we can take with that. So if an individual um, is already misusing substances, we throw a couple of more modules into that than we would for individuals that maybe aren't at that point yet. So, um, So I said all that to say our other chapters that aren't just activities have programs and okay. then in combination with those programs they'll offer the exact same things that we do here in Paducah all recovery meetings and pro-social events and workshops and that type of thing so it really just it varies depending on the uh, um, the programming and the most of that is grant funded so it depends on right. what types of grants are received okay that's exciting Did I anything not that I know of. <laughs> the biggest thing, I didn't want to exaggerate how much, how many chapters we do have. Because right, it seems it. like a hell of a lot more than that. Yeah. And that was where I would have slipped up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, I could just t- tackle recovery on all fronts, it sounds like. That's you what know, we're trying that, to do. That is, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I think about, like, around here, places like... Um, you know, like Benton and Murray and Mayfield, where we don't have YPR chapters, that right. it would be amazing to to get something like that going where we could see that. Because I know the need is there, particularly in yeah. in Murray. I can't imagine that there's not some type of collegiate recovery-based program for, for a school city yeah. like that. That was going to be my next question was, do you know if they do any, have any involvement in the school system at all? Or the- it, um, it it varies depending on the location. A okay. lot. One of our um, chapter leads in California. I'm, I'm not going to, I can't remember the exact location and I should know this, but um, she has started just incorporating pro-social activities and all recovery meetings with um, with younger 
students that are okay. in, in high school or even junior high, maybe. Hmm. Um, so we're starting to see more of that. And then we try to partner with um, like different campuses and things mm-hmm. like that. One example of that is that um, you know, young people in recovery is always thinking outside the box. Of course. Like just, just because it hasn't been done that way is no reason not to try it or yeah. to do it differently and make it work. So in Colorado, for example, um, we have a, a project underway right now where we're trying to do um, some training and development for pharmacy students. Um, and even for like Walgreens and CVS and mm-hmm. other national chain pharmacies. And our, our hope here is to ultimately get this even into doctor's offices where we talk about the importance of having something like Narcan available when mm-hmm. you're prescribing opiates to someone. Yeah. Um, just because those those overdoses can happen, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have yeah. to be someone that's addicted to those substances for that to happen. Those those accidental overdoses can happen all the time. I was just reading something this morning that um, overdose is now the number one cause of accidental death in the United States. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. You want to know something? My biggest issue with meetings is despite their name, they're never about me. Here at Turning Point, all of our meetings are for you and about you. We have meetings at least three times a day, seven days a week. We are located at 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky. Call 270-444-3621 for more information. As a woman in recovery, I know how important having a fellowship of women has been for me. Come join us at the Women of Worth All Recovery Support Group here at Turning Point, 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky, every Friday night at 6 p.m., where we discuss our personal experiences in recovery. Hope to see you there. So, you know, we um, we have those things out there like Narcan that we can, and I know you all are, you all oh, do a lot yeah, of distribution of that, that and, and that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's one of those things I'm not going to say that, that YPR would get to this point or would advocate for this, but I think about like how incredible would it be where that was a requirement that a physician had to have that conversation with a doctor or with a patient before they prescribed a substance like right, that they could yeah. get, that, that they could misuse. Absolutely. Yeah. I've given Narcan to people before, like door, doing door-to-door outreach, and we've had people that don't even know what it is. They think it's yeah. a drug in, in its own right. And we're like, no, 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 no. And we have to explain it to them. They're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that, that they even existed. So that would be pretty cool. <laughs> At least make me, people a little bit more competent about as to what how they could, like you said, it's accidental death. You know, this might yeah. be something that could definitely be prevented, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. of course. And we I got think a, all of us, we all – Chances are, know someone closely that has been revived. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, or experienced it ourselves. Right. I know we got our overdose awareness event coming up next month. It was a great event last year. Oh, yeah, and a powerful thing. So I hope some people come out for that. Um, but it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of really cool stuff, man. Thank you. One other plug, if I can get this in there. Oh, and then, no, please uh, do. Plug away. I, I, just trying to share as many things as I can about what we have going on. But there is a, a film out there for anybody listening who might be familiar with The Anonymous People, um, it, which is a great film if you've not had a chance to watch that. But the filmmaker of that, Greg Williams, has partnered with YPR and given us exclusive rights to a new film that he's done called Tipping the Pain Scale um, that looks at sort of... Like, you know how when you go to the doctor, 
or an emergency room, there's that chart yeah, on the one wall to 10. with the little faces <laughs> yeah. and you rate your pain. Um, like I didn't realize that that came as a result of a major push and lobbying by pharmaceutical companies um, to have that in hospitals so that patients would rate themselves. And then, you know, you can have a chart if they're right. rating themselves. I don't know the numbers, but a six or seven or eight, then that's a reason to prescribe an opiate to that person. Mm-hmm. Mm. So pharmaceutical companies had a big part in that happening. So this tipping the pain scale looks at um, the role that that has played and the, the, the impact that it's made in different communities. And it follows kind of the stories of um, a street outreach worker in Philadelphia who all day long, all she does is she goes around with a backpack full of clean syringes um, and snacks for people and Narcan. And she's just walking the streets of Philadelphia looking for like folks that are laying on the street or in these various areas that wow. might have, and she'll administer Narcan right there. Wow. Um, or give them clean needles. if they're if, And she'll ask, you know, are you going to use today? And if, if they say that they are, she'll take whatever they have from them mm-hmm. so that dirty needles aren't still out there and, and give up. And then she's, you know, picking up things. So it follows her. Um, it follows a, a police officer in Boston who completely shifted the perception of what the, the police department is. So this officer drives around two communities where he knows that people are using all day, never arrests anyone, and is just putting them in touch with resources that are there in Boston that they can have access to. Um, And his story is really cool. Like, I don't want to spoil too much of the film, but, like, he couldn't build trust with these people. Um, And he knew that he had a skill that they all could benefit from, so he set up um, a little portable barber shop right there. You know, getting your hair cut, it's a good time to start a conversation. So these people respect this police officer when there's complete distrust there before um and it follows um i'm drawing a blank i think his name is marty walsh he's the uh labor secretary now i believe that that may not be right but he's he's got some national cabinet position um and he's open that he's an alcoholic and it follows his journey and how his recovery was so instrumental into getting elected because of the support system that he had built. Right. So it talks about, it looks at all these, and there are a couple of others that it follows, but it looks at um, how how much of an impact that's made on everyday Americans from seeing what happens in these different communities, yeah. and then it goes into um, the different things that, that we can do to change some of that stuff. So all of our chapters are, are going to be screening that film, hopefully during the month of September. That's our goal. Okay. Um, cool. So we're still, I know Lawson's still exploring some options there on where and what that might look like here in Paducah. Um, but it's a great film. I, I was in Atlanta a few weeks ago, and I had some time, a layover in the airport, so I decided I'm going to watch this. I hadn't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it here. And yeah. You all know I'm, I'm a crier. So I'm sitting in the airport, like, boo-hooing, and all these people are looking at me like, what is wrong with this old man sitting over there by himself watching his little his little laptop? And um, But it is, I can honestly say, it's the it's one of the most inspiring and impactful films I've ever seen. Um, wow, it really amazing. is amazing. Cool. So, uh, Where can you watch it if you can't make one of these screenings? Um, I don't know what platforms it's been released to yet. The name of it is Tipping the Pain Scale. Okay. Um, so I would imagine that eventually it'll be on um, Prime Video and some of those other outlets that are out there yeah. right now. The uh, the director or the producer, filmmaker, um, <clears throat> sent us some some kind of some preview codes. That's how we were able to to right. get to it a little bit before. But it's it's really incredible, and it's one of those things that can be so educational for a place like Paducah. And I'm hoping that, that we'll get a really good turnout for that. Um, 
we're still exploring the venue and where it might be held. I was really hopeful. Like I had this idea that it would be great for your event on Mm -hmm. August 31st if we could do like a movie in the park that night even. Yeah. And maybe it's not too late for that. I don't I don't know. That that could yeah. be a possibility. That's a good idea. Uh, but it's a really great film. I, I'm hoping people Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to checking that out. It. And I, I, that's one thing I've loved finding out since uh, getting sober was that there are people that are out there that actually care even that they've maybe never been through this, you know, like are not in recovery, but they just care about people in general and they're out there trying to help. Uh, you know, I didn't feel like Anybody cared when I was in my addiction, you know, but coming through and realizing that there's people out there, that there's police officers who actually care and want to help you, mm-hmm. you know, they're not all bad, they're not all out to get you. Um, it's an amazing feeling, you know, and now that I can be one of those people to try and help other people. Uh, what, uh, Lawson, why don't you tell us about some of the events coming up soon at YPR and uh, where people can attend meetings? Okay. Um, so weekly we do all recovery meetings. Um, Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Um, like I said, all recovery. So whatever recovery looks like for you, you can come show up. Um, and Where is that? Where is that? Lawson? Here at Turning Point. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's 415 wow. Broadway in Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> um, then Tuesday night, we do weekly trivia night for a chance to win an Amazon gift card. And that's a hell of a lot of fun if you enjoy trivia or if you just enjoy fellowship. Um, yeah, we always have fun doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then... Every once in a while, we'll do different pro-social events. Um, coming up, we have a Venture River trip on the 30th of this month. And you can bring your money down here. You can bring your money with you whenever you come. Um, but we'll be at Venture River 10 a.m. till whenever you want to leave. I'll be there till it's closed. <laughs> All right. Um, and I'm hoping that we'll be able to incorporate an all-recovery meeting up there also around, like, a lunchtime break or something. Oh, yeah. So, um Good idea. Hopefully, we'll have a really good turnout for that. There's a lot of people say they're going, but there's not a lot of people bringing money. So, <laughs> how much hoping, money do you need to be able to do this? It doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> it's twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. But we'll take fifty or a hundred. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to bring. <laughs> oh, you guys do car washes. Oh, yeah. you know, we need to promote that more because I don't want to be the one only one there washing cars again. <laughs> oh no, we it's, always end up doing a car wash right behind y'all. So it's like, oh, why can't I made all there's the a, money? There is a strong <laughs> car wash competition going yeah. on, and it's the oh, yeah. Oxford House and yeah. Turning Point. And you guys. Um, but, yeah, I really appreciate you guys coming on here, man, to talk about this stuff, share a little bit of your stories, uh, try to promote YPR a little bit, especially today, since today's your birthday, Rocky. Yeah, thank you. Happy, birthday. Happy birthday, Rocky. Uh, we won't sing to you uh, on here, but, you know, we'll get you afterwards. <laughs> Come on, Matt. You got the voice you down. for it. <laughs> I forgot the guitar, buddy. But, uh, Stay tuned after the podcast for my new music video and go to YouTube and search Mahamba123 and subscribe to This Little Light channel for all my other music videos. <laughs> yeah, I know. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Uh, I'm happy to have you on here. And uh, uh, got it. Really, thank y'all. Yeah, it's really. It's good, that's good to hang out. We all just it talk. Sure is. You know what I mean? It's been a while since we've been able to do that. Well, thank it you for the opportunity. And the the last thing we'll just say that for information about our events and activities, uh, there is a YPR Paducah Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. yeah. That's a an, it's an open group to join. Just search YPR Paducah on Facebook. Or our national website is youngpeopleinrecovery.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just got a complete revamp Did with it. new yeah, uh, I saw exciting that. colors. That's and, pretty cool. Um, but all of our all of our events across the country for that tipping the pain scale will be posted on the website awesome. once that project's underway. 
Thank you so much. Thank you guys. All right, just remember that we're on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Also, uh, all the audio versions on Google, Apple, Podbean, Spotify. So uh, stay grateful. <laughs> if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or in recovery and needs guidance, speak with Turning Point's team of peer support specialists by calling 270-444-3621. You are not alone, and we are proof that recovery is possible. Yes, now I'm free.